We are back. We are back. We, this is the second, um, second, 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 um, segment here, man. A second separate, um, episode, really. We just gotta do two, two segments, but we're gonna do this episode. Dan Celio, it's my guy. Everybody go check out his show. He's an Eagle uh, analyst. He does his thing. Um, but he's crazy. I know. I know he's crazy. I mean, we all know he's crazy. I mean, we all love him. So he's, he, that's why he's Philly. He's crazy. You know, he's Philly, man. But um, okay. Well, we talking about Nicole Dean, Devin White. Devin White's a, a star at LSU. Both of them stars. Uh, Nicole Dean is a star at Georgia. Now, Devin White had over like 130 tackles. Last two years, under at least 120, 130 tackles. Last two years, uh, four and a half sacks. I think it's um one year. After that, he had three sacks. Yeah, this and that. LSU, good team, good program. All that. Um, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm also a draft analyst, so. That's the first thing. I'm not. I'm not just an analyst or a writer. I'm a draft analyst. So Devin White was a top five pick, man. You're not wrong for once. That's the first thing for all fans. You're not wrong for wanting a player. You know Lamar Jackson. You're not wrong for wanting Lamar Jackson. You're not wrong for wanting Justin Jefferson. You're not wrong for wanting Saquon Barkley, which is different, but not different. We'll talk about that, but. Because we got the B. John Robinson thing going on here. Um, you already have Nicole Dean. Which, which why this doesn't make sense is that, okay, you get Devin White. You're going to spend more money on this guy. You're going to spend more money. You know what I'm saying? My money is that you're trying to choose him over Dean. One, he's not a better player than Dean. That's, I'm going to put throw that in there. He's not a better talent than Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean could have been right where he was, but his draft was a little bit more stacked for him not to be a number five pick. Let's get that straight. But if anybody could have been a linebacker at number five, it would have been Nicobe Dean. He was a top ten pick. People would think about taking him between five and ten. We're talking about Nicobe Dean. Between 5 and 15, that's when the Kobe Dean was looking. 5, I say, at the lowest he'll get an imaginary number was 20. If that even existed because of how good the Kobe Dean was. He was, no question. And we talk about draft statuses and where you are as a talent. It's not comparable. Because as a talent, you could be a top 10 talent but slip to number 20. That happens. All the time, and for way more in football than it does in basketball, right? So, we're going to say that first. We're going to say that first. Um, Nicobe Dean got hurt. Got hurt, and then he fell. Period. Just like um, the Cowboys with, um, what's my guy, man? Jeez, he's a linebacker. And he was even more highly talented than Dean and White ever was. Guys that come to me, I don't forgot, you get at me his name. I think his last name was Smith. Y'all can look that up. The guy got hurt at the combine. Pretty sure some of y'all know who he is. Cowboy fans probably know who he is. 
You know, he ain't got um, you know, his recent career ain't, you know, big right now, but when he was drafted, this man was a whole nother talent. So we are talking about Nicobe Dean, the captain of a Georgia team. That's like an all-star. The defense is like an all-star team. The reason why Nicobe Dean had like 76 and 60 tackles, Georgia recruiting class was getting so good. It was an Alabama and you know level, that type of level, Ohio State, Alabama, Penn State. But Georgia was getting Alabama though. So much that they that's how they got Justin Fields. And Justin Fields. They were so good. Justin Fields was the number one, number two recruit, they said at the time, but he was really number one. One time, he was number one. And he was with Georgia. He was with Georgia. Before that, Penn State had him. He committed to Penn State. Then he decommitted, went to Georgia. Not only did he decommit to Georgia, he went to Ohio State. And Georgia still won a national title. Do you know how good Justin Fields really was in, in high school? The type of talent he's going to be in the NFL is not a surprise. He's really that good. Just put some weapons around him. Chicago's going to be crazy. Just put some weapons around that man. If he was, let me tell you something, and I'm going to be honest with you, very honest, talent-wise, Justin Fields is better than Jalen Hurts. Sorry. 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 Talent-wise, he was built for that. He was. He was a different type of animal. Justin Fields, talent-wise, is better than Jalen Hurts. Now, smart-wise, intelligence-wise, hmm, you just can't do what Jalen Hurts ever did through his career, where he bounced back so many times, stayed elite in high school, stayed elite in college, even after Alabama and the whole championship thing, but he was still elite with Alabama, and then, you know, all of a sudden lost his job. Some people couldn't recover like, like he did from that. He transferred and was a Heisman Trophy candidate. So let's do that. All right. Nicobe Dean, Devin White. This is crazy. Devin White, you're going to spend more money on Devin White. This is what it is. You can still wait for Nicobe Dean, let him do his thing, let him flourish. And the crazy part is, he's he's a bigger monster. You know why? Nicobe Dean's just a dog savage. Like, Devin White's going to be one of the best line. He's one of the best linebackers in the league now. He's not going to be the Kobe Dean. The Kobe Dean is going to be a whole ravaged animal. He can sack better. He's a better pass rusher. He's more relentless to the ball. He's fast as the ball. He was the captain of that all. I told you the reason why he didn't get the 133 tackles. And for one, you got two different positions, um, two different ways of playing. They have to play the Kobe Dean and, and, and Devin White. On that position, on where Dean is at, White's not going to be better than Dean on the outside. No, your middle linebacker is Morrow. You got your middle linebacker. Now, whether you want to debate Devin White or Morrow, there you go. But he's not going to be better than Dean on the outside. He's faster, quicker, and more relentless. That is his period point blank. That's why he was the captain of the Georgia team that had guys that, that were drafted higher than him, you know, number one overall, and still to date Jalen Carter and, and, and Nolan you know, Smither in there. Like, well, you crazy? No, Devin White is not better than the Kobe Dean. Stop being stupid. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Just look. Just just do your analyst work. You, everybody's talking off of what he's done with Tampa Bay. They're not talking about off the guy, the, the talent, the actual piece or the actual logic. 
You don't have to spend on Dean. He's already in place. He was there for a whole year. You're bringing in a new guy and you're spending more money. And you have to trade away something to get something when you already have something. It, it doesn't sound right. Morrow's there. Reddick, Dean, let's go for the season. Everybody be quiet. That is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. They're not going to do that. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep on bringing it up. Sideline Birds, Dan Cilio, Philly Podcast. No. Shout out to y'all, though. All right, uh, about this draft, B. John Robinson. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the comparison. The guy, Lord Brunson. You know, he likes to be a competitive guy out there, man. Shout out to him. You know, he's a, uh, <laughs> he does things with unbelievably nutso challenges sometimes, but that's my guy, man. Um, One thing. I was sure he was like, man, how can people compare Bijan Robinson to Barry Anderson? Barry Sanders, he's gonna love this. He's gonna be like, well, he had to he had to put me in the comment. He had he put me, you know, I blocked him, but <laughs> yo, he blocked my page. I said, you I blocked him, but he still put me in the comment. You're on football, baby. You made it. You know, people are putting you on the shows. Uh, they're, they're, they're supporting you and I support, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a Fugazi person. I'm not a person that, Fugazi means fake people. I'm not a person that said, said I was going to support you and then don't support you after you, you know, do something like that. Cause you know, I, I comment, maybe you ain't like what I commented. So what? Go ahead, block. You know, my high level sports page follows them and still supports them. But when you say something stupid and you get to, you get corrected. This is what it is, brother. You got to be, you're in the pit. You have to be judged. I'm Lita Johnson. Okay. So he said, it's crazy to compare him to B. John Robinson. And, and let's see. There's another guy. Oh, LT, LaDamian Thomason. Um, Looking at LaDamian Thomason, it's not a crazy uh, situation. I mean, for one, I, I dig it on the Barry Sanders part, but, but LaDamian Thomason's different. Like, he plays, he's a bigger him. He's stronger him. Um, but Sanders, this is why you can't compare nobody to Sanders. If you want to say talent-wise, because he got the looseness of Sanders, the thing is, how can you say he can beat somebody? How? How can you say that he can beat somebody like Sanders did? Like, when Sanders used to jip five people, you know, he had a, uh, for years and years and years, he had no, like a bad, he only had Lomas Brown, <laughs> one pro bowler, you know, that everybody saw it. The one guy wasn't blocking somebody. The rest of that, it was just going bad for him. He really had to do a lot of things for a long time. He didn't have a winning team. I mean, it was one year he had Scott Mitchell, but that was it. Uh, what Scott Mitchell, Herman Moore, but Brett Perryman that, that that year. Um, but I'm gonna be honest, man. If you are not doing what Barry did, you can't compare nobody to him. You have to play with a bad offensive line and and be and be hell hellified, rushed, chip <laughs> five people almost every game. To be compared to Barry Sanders, that is very tough. 
That is very tough. It's easy to compare people to Bo Jackson as it is Barry Sanders. But one guy I compared him to Marshall Falk, which is a very dead-on good comparison. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He can do everything that a running back is supposed to do. He can impact the game. And he might be faster than uh, – he might be a little stronger and faster than Marshall Falk. But Marshall Falk was so damn good. Since at San Diego State, he was a, a wonder player like Randy Moss was, you know. And you see guys I saw in college football that played good, Tommy Frazier, Charlie Ward, uh, Reggie Bush. These were exciting players, you know. Um, so when you talk about um, a certain – cast of players um b john robinson like i keep on saying it shouldn't be a no it should be a no-brainer at philadelphia because you look at their running back room and nobody is b john robinson nobody has even you basically let miles sanders walk and you say game well okay i know what he did in the playoffs that's what i'm saying if y'all going with game well over b john why would y'all say devin white over kobe dean Like, okay, you're going with Gainwell over B. John Rock. People are like, oh, no, we shouldn't get him. Why should we get a running back? But the same people are saying we want Devin White over Kobe Dean. I-, I know it is. If it's nobody saying that, okay, I dig it. You keep the two dudes, keep Dean, you keep, and you want whatever. But to me, if you're talking about Philadelphia, if you look at their team, this is why I do my judging because they have no clear weakness. I mean, what you want, depth? They have a starting defensive end. You're trying to get depth. For when Graham leaves next year, okay, I understand that. It's not a bad decision. But if you're talking about winning the Super Bowl, you're talking about the best player to get that will change your team automatically, immediately. There's only one player on this team, on on this draft board, and in this whole draft that will change your team dramatically, and that is B. John Robinson. You're not going to say, well, he's going to back up. No, you're going to have him in game well, like the the, the, the luxury of an offensive coach like Nick Sirianni, to be able to have two guys that you could throw the ball to and they could run and both be home run threats on both parts because they have an experience with game well. You've seen a little bit what Gainwell can do catching the ball. He can really catch the ball. They haven't used him like they want to use him. And I know that's what made them give him so much time recently in the playoffs because you're looking at him like, man, we can just – Use some plays and throw him the ball more. Then you got B. John Robinson who could do so. You got two running backs, both of them you can give give the ball to and catch the ball, and they both be dangerous in both situations. Then at the same time, Rashad Penny and Boston Scott. I mean, Boston Scott is a tough guy. He's gonna return the ball. You got you got your, you got your kickoff returner, and you got your guy that can run two million dollars. He's gonna get more carries than he got last year. I mean, that's a fact. He's gonna be more involved. And then you're talking about Rashad Penny. I mean, I mean, we can talk about injuries, but when he has the ball and he's running, where is he? <laughs> Lord, Jesus. That is, you got four guys. You don't have to do Trey Sermon. You don't have to do Kennedy Brooks. You got both those guys. You can put them both on the practice squad and in case somebody gets hurt. I would have them run, run all camp, be ready, put them both on the practice squad. That's just what it is. Hey, it is what it is. Y'all talking about Trey Sermon. Y'all just feeling sorry for Trey Sermon, or you just want to see him run and get some time. No, we want to win. Put B. John in there. We, we want to win. You want to go overboard? No, we don't care about Trey Sermon. And I don't know. We don't want to get – no, listen, go somewhere else. And, and pre- The same thing with Isaiah Joe. You see with the Sixers. You see, now we talk, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Jaden Springer is out there 
And everybody, oh, I can't believe the Sixers and Isaiah Joe. Crazy with it, man. But, um, yeah, B. John Robinson's the player. Jalen Carter seems like the number one guy the Sixers won. Now, I want, I'm saying B. John Robinson. But the Sixers look like they want Jalen Carter. If he falls anywhere seven or eight, they could go up and get him. That's real. That's not a joke. Um, then the second guy could be anybody. I think that's a toss. I think Carter's the number one guy. And when you look at now, you look at um, Dijon, you look at uh, Peters, uh, Skowanowski, you're looking at um, Lucas Van Ness is a guy. I keep hearing his name, but I don't think they'll get him at 10. I mean, that's what John McMullen said. I'm like, John, Nolan Smith in front of Lucas Van Ness every day. They won't care about no size. They wouldn't have brought him in if they cared about the size. <laughs> He's talking about, oh, you skinny. You No, no, John. Nah, they don't care. They gave him a visit. If that mattered, do you think they would have gave him a visit? Oh, we're going to think about the guy that we think is too skinny to get. <laughs> no, that is not Philly. That is not Philly. And Lucas Van Ness, um, like I said, Lucas Van Ness, to me, they trade down. But you still, but I, but I do agree with John, though, and, and I got to correct myself because I don't think he's going to be a 10 pick, but he's a talent. He got six sacks as a backup. <laughs> Iowa wasn't no pool putt school. They was a, Iowa was a real deal school. He was the backup and got six sacks. That's something to look at. He's the backup and got six sacks, man. It just, it's just, uh, that could be a superstar. I'm just saying, that could be a guy that can get 12, 13, 14 sacks every year. If you give him enough snaps, I mean, I'm just saying, you, you're you're evaluating talent, right? So what do you think a top 10 player is going to be? He only got to be a top 10 player in the draft. He could be, but you get six sacks as a backup and not enough snaps. Just imagine, just, that's why Brian Bressey, is so big and highly regarded. Brian Bressey did not have, look at his career at Clemson. Brian Bressey was the number one high school talent in his class. The number one talent in his high school class. Out of Damascus, a high school. Um, TDAU Derajayi from Villanova is the running back, also plays for Damascus, is over there. Very, very talented school. Um, they got another, uh, Timothy Ferguson, another linebacker from there too. But, um, Brian Bressey is a talent that people are going to regret passing on. I mean, he's really that good. People have been looking at him that hard. Just look at his stats. And you're just like, wait, what is he? What are we looking at? Why is he this high? Brian Bressey showed a lot at Clemson. Like, he's really a big powerhouse guy. He can really be a nice tackle. But you would, they would trade down to get Bressey and Van Ness. I think that would happen. They wouldn't wait at 10. Nolan Smith is probably – they're not – I don't think they would – Joey Porter, if they get a, which is, man, I don't think they're going to get a cornerback in the, in the, um, yeah, that, that is very hard to decide if they're going to get a cornerback in the draft. Like Kelly Ringo's a guy, Joey Porter, two guys to look at. 
But I don't think they're going to get. They would trade down if they were thinking about getting a cornerback. They're not going to get one in the top ten. They would trade down. Um, Luke Venice, they would trade down. Nolan Smith, that's top ten. It's no doubt. Nolan Smith has done everything you're supposed to do to be a top ten pick. He's going to be a top ten pick. Um, if Philadelphia would choose him a top ten, so that's to me that's Nolan Smith, Paris Johnson, uh, Peter Skornowski are three guys that you're going to look at that could be picked at number 10 if you're not getting B. John Robinson or Jalen Carter. Like, those two guys, I, I really think that if Carter's not there, they would get B. John. After that, it's like, do we get Skornowski, put him at guard? Oof, elite, elite line. That's, that's why I like it. I like Paris Johnson Jr. better. But both Skornowski's good, too. Now, Perry Johnson Jr. was a top 10 prospect, and, and he was number one at one time in his class. So he's been that guy for a minute, and he's he's carried it on. And what he's done in his workouts and, and in pro days, and Perry Johnson Jr. is that guy. I think that's the guy you get. Um, so it's not a, it's not it won't be a bad idea. If you get um, wouldn't be a bad idea if you get Peter Skornowski, Paris Johnson Jr. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Um, guys like that are top ten picks, top ten picks. But Lucas Van Ness, Joey Porter Jr., Kelly Ringo, those are our guys. You gotta, those are the guys that are gonna go down. Down the list because Eagles have two cornerbacks already. They got Greedy Williams, they got Vontae Maddox. Those are all guys that had experience, you know, in there. Not to mention guys that have been with this team for a couple more years. Josh Job is his second year. McPherson's in his third year, his, his, his progress. They're not going to go get a high pick. I think they're just weighing out 30, top 30 visits. It's a good job they got Joey Porter Jr. in there. That's the guy. Him and Bressy was my top two guys. That was it. At number 10, I was like, okay. But looking at where things are at now with them getting the cornerbacks, they would be crazy to get a, a high-priced cornerback unless they're trading one of them next year or trade one of them this year. They're not going to get a cornerback. That's not going to happen, so that's gone. Um, Not even in the first round at all. I think they get – if they get a pass rusher, then they get – another defensive lineman with the 30th pick. I don't think they get a, a run. A Jamar Gibbs is not Robinson, but he's good. He can be a, a successful Pro Bowl running back, but he's not Robinson. This is how it is. Do I think they should get Gibbs at 30? No, you should. If you don't get Robinson, don't get a running back. Let it go all the game well. No, that's just it. You get If you get Jalen Carter at number 10, then to me at number 30, you're looking for another pass rusher. In front of the defensive end, go ahead and load up. Or get you an offensive lineman. You know, they looked at Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones could fall all the way down there. That's a guy they brought in. They can get an line, offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, you get your offensive lineman or get you a defensive lineman. That's it. That's all you look for here. Unless you're seeing an unbelievable talent at safety or at um, – it, it gotta be. It has to be a bar none talent. I don't think – you're looking at Brian Branch at 30 and saying, you know what, we're taking Justin Evans. We're taking him because he could be that guy. 
But it could it be could be possible. Would I be mad at it? No. I just think that now if you get Brian Branch in there, what is going to happen? You got Evans. You got Edmonds. You got you got Reed Blankenship, and you got Wallace. Now everybody, oh Wallace got to go. Wallace had a good showing last year. Nobody remembers that. Kevon Wallace, every time he came and he produced, he made an impact. Really improved last year. So you're you're trying to tell me that you just throw him to the side? No, he has to battle for that. It's a possibility they can keep everybody. All five safeties. If they get a safety, but I don't think they're going to do that. It just really that is a that is that is a crazy situation right there. Do you think they're going to get Brian Branch or Antonio Johnson, who they also brought in for a visit, play safety? You think they're going to get one of those two guys to overshadow, overcrowd? Uh, Edmonds is going to start. Edmonds is there. But the next situation is going to be a battle between Evans, Blankenship, and Wallace. And if they do a draft pick, a draft pick. So that's a hell of a battle. Do you think they want to deal with that? I don't think they would have signed Evans. So that's a battle between Evans, Wallace, and Blankenship. So I don't see a safety getting drafted in the first round. So now, cornerback, no. Middle linebacker, no. You go for a defensive lineman. That's just it, period. Get you some defensive linemen. You, Jalen Carter's too. You know why they get Jalen Carter after having Milton Williams and Marlin and, 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 and Street? You know why? Because Jalen Carter's hard to pass up <laughs> at that position. You know why they think of B. John Robinson after having Gainwell, Penny, Scott, and we throw Sermon in there? You know why? Because it's B. John Robinson. And they have an actual chance to draft the two best players. Because to me, it's B. John Robinson's number one and Carter's number two in this draft, clearly. Who's, the, who's number three? Bryce Young. Who's number four? Will Anderson. Who's number five? That's a hell of a toss-up, man. Hell of a toss-up. But Devin Weatherspoon might be number five. Devin Weatherspoon's different. That's, that's a hard one. Devin Weatherspoon, Skoronowski, and Paris Johnson Jr. Tyree Wilson's... No, listen. Devin Wilson and Paris Johnson Jr. Devin Weatherspoon, excuse me. And Paris Johnson Jr. to me are it. And that top ten score Nazis in there, and so is Nolan Smith. And Jerry Porter Jr. is in there. And so is Brian Bressey. These are my top ten guys. But look at this draft and the way things are going and what they want. You all sort to see what teams want. Philadelphia's not wanting like that for any of these positions. They can go in right now and still be a Super Bowl team. You still got Jalen Hurts and the two best receivers and the best offensive line in football. And then you still got Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. You got Fletcher Cox back. You still got Hassan Riddick back. You got the two best cornerback, the best cornerback duo in the league. You bring in Terrell Edmonds. You bring in Justin Evans. All have started potential. Reed Blankenship has started before. Kevin Watt. There's four guys at your safety position that have started before. Greedy Williams has started before. Avante Maddox, like, now you're looking different, and people are not even looking at how good Philadelphia Eagles are really looking. Nobody's looking at this thing. Oh, they're the one player away from winning the Super Bowl. 
The only player that'll help you do that, not even Jalen Carter. Clear cut win, B. John Robinson. You look at all the teams in the league, nobody has two running backs like that. You want to talk stuff about Gainwell? You can't talk stuff about Gainwell because Gainwell proved who he is. What are you going to say? You got a guy that's an all-purpose back that you got to see, and you don't even have film on him enough to cover him. He's going to eat people up next year. B. John Robinson is an instant impact, difference maker. He isn't going to have all the pressure that Saquon Barkley had coming in New York and the stuff he had to do. He's going to be able to just fall back because they run by committee. So he's going to do super damage. Then you got Boston Scott. Oh, my God. Kelsey's back. Johnson's back. Whoever they put, if they put Jergens over these, a pro bowler. You just, you, I just don't want to put Jergens over there because we shouldn't put him in there at the position we are not putting him in there for. He's he's the it's a, he's going to succeed Kelsey, and that's it. We need that that star. We don't need to beat him up for nothing. We need that young talent right there, waiting to come in there, take over, be elite. Get somebody to start at guard. But if they don't draft nobody. Cause that's now that's my pick. Get get a guard. Get a, get somebody at number thirty. If, if there's a guard available, that you can get there. Get him. If Broderick Jones is there, get him. Another Georgia player. Get him. Get him. But get you a guard. Get you a vet guard. Get you a you know, Brett Toth is another guy that can go over there. I'm, listen, Brett Toth is good enough to be a guy that can go in there. And, and produce and be a pro bowler. But is he is will he be as good as a Paris Johnson Jr. or uh Cam Jurgens? Uh, he don't look that good. He don't look as big time as them guys. He don't look as big time as those guys. He's more he's he's he, he looks more like a, a Skoronowski as far as athletically. Yes, Toth is already ready, man. Sorry. This is the real deal. So um, going to the Sixers, falling back, no, no breaks. Um, this is big, man. I mean, if nobody looking at the Atlanta games and not nobody's looking at the um, nobody looking at the Atlanta games, nobody looking at um, the Atlanta game and what was that game? Brooklyn. Okay. Jaden Springer, I told y'all about this guy. I don't see why people are surprised. It's because people really don't do their homework. Will you even, some people don't watch college basketball, they watch the pros. College basketball, Jaden Springer was, and people who don't know, Jaden Springer was a top 20, top 15, he was number 16 in the nation, something like that. Five star prospect, played on an all star, five star IMG Academy basketball team. Anybody know about IMG? You know what I'm talking about. Um, he got down, man. And he, he really killed in Tennessee. His first, he was a one and done. Clear one and done. Efficient shooter. And now when he comes in, Philadelphia gets some of the low pick. When some people bring them to be at least the, the low part of the lottery at the least. 13, between 13 and 15 pick. And he fell. Same thing with Tyrese Maxey. The same thing happened. Tyrese Maxey knew exactly who he was in the summer league. They, they loved each other. He was always hyped for him. Jaden Springer's about to be that guy. Like, everybody's like, oh, Isaiah Joe. This is the reason. Isaiah Joe was not going to get that time. They would have did him mis- in, They would have did him criminal. It would have been criminal assault if they just let him stay there. And look at, look at Furkan Korkmaz. 
Like, he wasn't going to get that time anyway because of D'Anthony Milton, James Harden, Shake Milton. He was not going to get time over Shake Milton. These guys were more expensive. I don't know what type of stuff y'all look at. Now you're looking at him contribute on OKC out of all teams. He's playing in the play-in. Philadelphia's number three seed. And y'all saying, oh, my God, uh, why did we pass him up? Same thing with Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges, this, is, this was the intent. Michael Bridges was traded to get a, a star player. Y'all act like Zaire Smith. I thought he was going to be better than that. I was wrong. But y'all act like Zaire Smith was supposed to be the savior. No, he was a draft pick. Tobias Harris was that pick. They made a trade to get that pick. To get Tobias Harris. That's what it was all about. That's what it was all about. Simple. 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 Tobias Harris has been productive his whole time here. Forget y'all y'all listening to the tabloid listeners. They listen to tabloids. I know y'all listen to us, but if you're listening to tabloids and you're listening to sports analysts, listen to me. <laughs> I made money off all this. Okay? Everybody. From everybody pro, I'm Leader Johnson. So if you listen to that, you have to listen to me. <sighs> okay. Tobias Contract, okay, he didn't deserve the big contract, but he still is productive. Still productive. Still suit, he's still highly productive. Highly productive. Playing around Jimmy Butler, playing around Al Horford, playing around Ben Simmons, playing around Joel Embiid. He still was Tobias Harris. And he's gotten better. Last year's playoffs, anybody remember? Last year's playing, he got better. I mean, Tobias Harris, what do y'all expect? Okay, he's not playing like 80 million. He's playing like Tobias Harris, the one we traded for. So now you're looking at Michael Bridges. Okay, they went to the finals. What happened? Did they win? No. Was he the – he was defensive player of the year, wasn't he? Something like that. Was he defensive player of the year? Was it Marcus Smart, one of them? I know he was in contention for it. Okay. But what happened? What did he average? What did he do? What did he average? What did he average? Okay, let's go back and look at all that. Who did they trade him for? Kevin Durant. Oh, they traded him for a superstar. Okay. But they realized they needed to do it, right? Now he's going ape shit at Brooklyn. He wasn't going ape shit in Phoenix. There's a reason why Brooklyn is great for him. Now when he came here with Philly, do you think he would have got the ball to go ape shit? How much do you think he would have averaged? He wouldn't have been Tobias. They wouldn't have depended on him to be there. They wouldn't have had the confidence for him to be Tobias. Phoenix didn't have the confidence for him to be Tobias. So what are we talking about right now? Y'all are so crazy because y'all because he's Philadelphia, he's PA. You want him to stay home? That would have been so great. Michael Bridges, everybody, shut up, just shut up. Now Tobias meets Tobias. The Tobias. This is probably the Tobias Bridges matchup. Brooklyn number three against the six seed. Brooklyn against number three Philly. Oh man. And the reason why Brooklyn is there is because of Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Really, I mean, <laughs> they was there's no way they could have lost their playoff spot. Is it you? You had to. It had to be a total mockery of basketball for them to lose that much and being that much. So, so I knew they wasn't going to lose that. They had enough good players to keep that. They weren't going to play like Kevin Durant, Kyrie, but they was going to play good. And Bridges has been unbelievable. I, I said he was the best two way player in that draft. Bridges was the same player for Villanova. He needed a team like this. Like, he needed this type of team to believe in him because he's that type of player. He's not a player that needs to be a third or fourth guy. He needs to be a one or two. That's just it. That's how. That's who Bridges is. Same thing with Josh Hart. I really feel like, man, I can't wait 
till he gets time to do his thing. But anyway, um, Jaden Springer did his thing, 19 points, um, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists for Mac McGlone. When he came in and played the second game, but he had five points the first game and hit a three-pointer. That's a three-pointer and free throws. Louis King, 20 points, four for eight from three. These are guys, the reason why I mentioned these guys, Jaden Springer is the first-round draft pick. Matt McGlone, two-way player. Uh, Louis King, two-way player. They all were Philly. These guys produced when the starters, the t- not even the top three, the top four, Tobias, even Anthony DeAnthony Melton. That's five, that's four, five guys. Maxi, Harden, Embiid. It had to make Harden feel even better about staying in Philly. To see the young talent coming in and go off. Montrez Harrell, like, yeah, y'all forgot who I was, huh? One thing, okay, the defense might be something. 70% of shooting against him, but this man can score. I mean, everybody gets realizes how rough. You need a tough guy like that on the court, man. Like, I don't care what you're talking about. Maybe you got some minutes you shred up, but you need him. Paul Reed, he went in there and produced. A young guy, always producing. Deadman started playing, like every time he, the more he plays, Deadman can play. They have pieces now. The only thing is always consistency. Where they all play together at the same time, or who's going to be put in? That's the only thing. They have all the pieces you need to win a championship. The only thing everybody looking at is how Boston's played this year, how Milwaukee has played, and they're two and one and two over Philly. But they haven't looked at how Philly is, how good Philly has looked, and how almost they beat teams, and how they did also beat teams. Teams that beat them, that they're ranked over them, Philly is beat or almost beat. <laughs> you see it right there, man. Philly has a team. They have the squad. It's not even a question. They have the squad. So it's all about Jaden Springer and Matt McGlone. You won't see them like that for the playoffs because they already have uh, DeAnthony Melton and Shake Milton, they're going to get those times. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is another good player, man. They have another good young player. He's ready. They're going to sign. I, I have no question they're going to sign Jalen McDaniels. Uh, Daniel House Jr. is going to be in there with Jalen. I think they're both going to get time in the playoffs. Paul Reed gets time in the playoffs. George's Nyang gets time in the playoffs. Um. We'll see how that go. I think Deadman gets time. I think he gets time. I think he's played enough to get time. And they see he's a big body you can use at 6'10", 245. Um, I think how many games they'll beat them? If anything, they'll win one. You want to give people two, but I ain't going to give them two games. I think Philly clears the house. Could sweep them. Could 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 uh, to be a second year in a row Brooklyn gets swept. Because if they win one game and then Kevin Durant and them didn't win one. No, but man, this is gonna be big to see. Um, I'm out, y'all. Listen, um, more to report later coming up. Um, just wanted to get you on what Philadelphia can do, the type of squad they are. I'm out, y'all. Follow leader.